Hello loves, Danielle Goley here, your host of Design to Awaken podcast. I'm your life purpose coach, empathic intuitive, and human design expert. I'm passionate about all things personal growth and development, spirituality, holistic well-being, relationships, and living with purpose and intention while being of service to others and the world. I'm a small town girl from North Central Montana who loves her family and community, who took a leap of faith and stepped outside of the status quo and left my professional career as Director of Public Health and began my personal journey of spiritual awakening and aligning with my soul's purpose. I'm here now to share personal experiences, lessons, failures, and what I have discovered along my own personal journey on this thing that we call life. Are you ready to be vulnerable in a space that's safe and begin celebrating your own authentic self? Awesome! Then pull up a seat, grab a cup of tea or your favorite thing to sip on, and let's talk all things. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose in the world? This is the Design to Awaken podcast. Welcome, loves, to Awakening Your Intuition episode. Intuition is a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, to my journey of my own personal awakening, and I'm so excited to be able to share this with you today. I truly believe that awakening or increasing or strengthening your intuition truly is a vital piece to living with purpose and intention. So I really wanted to kind of just start with what does intuition, like what's the definition of intuition? On the internet, it says the ability to understand something something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning or a thing that one knows or considers likely from instinctive feeling rather than conscious reasoning. So this is something that when we're talking about intuition, it's just that knowing that you have, and it can be from anything identified within your body in all sorts of different ways. As we know, there's different clairs. You can have the knowing, the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the sense of taste, the sense of smell. So most of us, you know, have one or multitude of these. For me, my strongest sense is instant knowing and the feeling. As I've cultivated and strengthened my intuition, it definitely now includes all of them. So especially when I do an intuitive reading or an Akashic record reading, I'm tapping into all of my senses. I can have the sense of sight, smell, feeling, knowing, hearing. So it's really a matter of what is your strongest sense. And we can talk a little bit more about that. But however, I really want to kind of talk a little bit about why maybe some of us have shut that down, because I truly believe that we are all born with this innate ability. Now, for some of us, it can be stronger. As as for me, after I've dived into human design and gene keys. Now, of course, I've known this about myself prior. However, really studying these systems, human design and then gene keys, taking it further, realizing that my 
conscious sun, which is our most prominent energy and gift, I believe, as well as it's in my life's work sphere when you're looking at gene keys, is the gate of intuition, gate 57. So what that means is when I my gift is truly intuition. My highest gift, what they call is the city, is clarity. And then of course, the shadow of all of that is unease. And believe me, I definitely can get into the shadow of unease. I truly was actually sitting here before hitting play on this episode, feeling a lot of unease, feeling like, oh my goodness, am I truly going to be able to speak about this because it is my conscious son? But we all have this, un- this well, for me, with this gate, this unease of, am I going to have the clarity to speak and share with you what what really is an innate being embodiment of who I am? But I truly do believe that each and every one of you have the ability to have intuition. And so I truly believe and haven't personally experienced in talking to, you know, many, many clients, hundreds of people, actually, that we most likely shut this innate ability off in our younger years. And for me, I truly actually remember the moment I was in the second grade and it was my mom and I. I grew up as an only child. I do have other siblings, half siblings, but I grew up as an only child. So it was my mother and I. And I actually, the night as I was getting ready for bed, remember clearly having this voice come into my head and said to sleep on the floor tonight. I remember telling my mom when she was getting me ready for bed that I want to sleep on the floor this evening. And of course, she was like, okay, no big deal. So I'm sleeping on the floor in my bedroom next to my bed. And around 2 a.m., we're awoken by our dog barking. We have a fire in the hallway. So both of our bedrooms are in this hallway, and we the fire is literally on the wall that enters the hallway. So we have to go by the fire to get out of the house safely. And I remember getting out only because our dog woke us up in time. I remember overhearing the firemen tell my mom because of course they were really shocked that I was okay because of all of the smoke inhalation that was likely of me to have experienced. And I remember my mom having that conversation and I remember going up and telling the firemen, well, I slept on the floor because I had been told to sleep on the floor this evening. And I remember the firemen telling me, that's not possible. That there, it was not possible for me to have the knowing prior to going to bed that I needed to sleep on the floor for my safety. And I remember at that time, because as a programming and conditioning that I experienced, probably most of us have experienced, is we look up to professionals. We look up to certain professions, firemen as one of them. So I looked up to him knowing that, oh, There must be something wrong that he knows that I don't know. He's a professional. Now, granted, at my age of in the second grade, I'm not thinking of him as a professional, but I'm thinking of him as a fireman. And movies portray them as rescuers, people that come in and save people that he knows more than I know. I remember that is the moment that I shut that down, at least not that that I actually shut it down because I know that I continue to have guidance, but I never told anybody else about it. I kept it very close to my chest. I did not want to let anybody else know that I just had these knowings or I had these, these messages come to me 
a lot of times about safety, keeping me safe. I didn't want anybody to know because A, I thought maybe they thought I was something wrong with me. I didn't want that feeling again when I was expressing. I was so excited. I remember being excited when I was telling this fireman that my story, that something outside of me kept me safe that evening and how crushed I felt, how crushed I felt when he said that is not possible. That's not possible. And, and it's actually bringing up a lot of emotions within me right now, just sharing this again, because I was so crushed, you know, and I've heard this from other individuals that clients, friends, colleagues, if you are listening to this, and if you are somebody that's also on this awakening, intuitive journey, I guess that you are probably remembering maybe in a, a similar situation where you remember sharing something with someone and feeling crushed in the moment that you're like, okay, I no longer am going to share that with others. So that was my time that I remember basically shutting it off and or sharing with others that I had this ability. Then I also remember when it started to come back online, or maybe a maybe again, not necessarily online, because I believe it's always online, but for me to truly be conscious of it and to truly ask for its support in moving forward in my life, in being intentional with the decisions that I'm making, because I started to feel confused. I started to feel lost. This is when I was working as the director of public health in my local community. I loved my position. I loved being a part of the community and and really working on improving the well-being of our residents. There came a moment where things started to happen where I was like, okay, I think my time has come. I believe I feel it fulfilled the purpose that I'm meant to fulfill in this position, in this professional role that I was filling as the director in our local community. So I started having these feelings of there's got to be something more. There has to be something more for me. I started feeling like there was a bigger way that I meant to show up, but I felt lost. I felt confused. So I started just, okay, what what would I want to do? So I started researching the potential of getting my master's in public health. And, you know, I share this story and it felt like fingernails on chalkboards, thinking about studying that. So I was like, okay, that don't feel good. That's not where I'm meant to go. So I just started being inquisitive, starting to ask questions, contemplate myself. Well, what do I want? Where would I like to be? What would be my next thing? What do I love about what I'm doing now? What are the things that I don't necessarily like? What would feel good to me? So I just started contemplating. I started to recognize my intuition was opening up again. Really, it was a process. This happened over a couple years. But when it really started to take off, it really started to take off. And I remember another specific, very specific experience in a moment in time that really changed it all. A moment that I really opened myself up to my higher power, my higher wisdom, my intuition. I was out of town for work at a conference. I, I will talk more about this in, in future episodes, but this very synchronistic experience of a colleague 
coming and visiting. I mean, literally, we ran into each other for less than five minutes in about a three-day conference. To understand this is somebody that I would see on a regular basis at these specific conferences. But for whatever reason, this conference, I literally saw her for less than five minutes. And she asked if I had been to the Garden of a Thousand Buddhas. So if you live in Montana, it's outside of Arley, Montana, which is near Missoula. I told her I had not. This was at a time that I literally was seeking. I was I was seriously seeking for what was next for me. And Spirit brought her into my existence and asked me if I had experienced it or been there. And so on the last day of my work conference, I decided to make the drive. It was in the evening. And I I made the about 30 minute drive up to the Garden of a Thousand Buddhas. It's fall, so we have early sunset. The sunset in over the mountains, the beautiful hues of yellows and reds and oranges. Now, again, I've always been spiritual. However, I wasn't allowing myself to truly tap in to this higher power until this evening. I walked around the garden and I was quiet. If I remember correctly, I really was the only person here at this garden at the time. I just walked around and asked for the universe, God, divine source to show me the signs and bring me my teachers. Two days later, my first teacher entered my life. And four days later, I was guided to literally quit my career, uproot my family, sell our home, and moved to Colorado to study traditional Chinese medicine. I had never heard of traditional Chinese medicine before this time. So that was a really powerful moment for the fact that I literally proclaimed to the universe, please show me the signs and bring me my teachers. I was telling the universe, my higher power, I am open. I am open and I want to receive the signs. I am ready to be guided and that I'm going to cultivate the faith and the trust in these signs and in the teachers and in the universe and in my intuition. Now, it doesn't mean it was easy. This has not been an easy journey. However, it's a journey that I have embarked on, A, for my own personal growth and spiritual awakening, but also so I can support others, just like others have supported me. Now, my first thing that really helped me, because again, I had been living, I was about 38, 39 at this time. Up until this point, I had really been living just by unconscious movement. I wanted to become conscious and I wanted to bring my abilities to the conscious forefront. The first way that that started to happen for me is again, my first teacher that was brought into my awareness in my world, I would lay on her her table for treatments. When she would lay her hands on me, I would instantly start seeing visions, experiences, things. And it was almost like a a reel of old movies, but they were all like just bits and pieces fastly running through my, my mind's eye as I'm laying there and not really understanding what I'm seeing. But I'm again, I, I told the universe I was open to receiving. So I'm listening, I'm watching these, these visions within my mind's eye, and then come to realize that my mentor was also experiencing and visualizing what I was seeing. And when we started to have conversations about it, it really supported me in starting to believe and trust and have faith in what I was experiencing was, quote, a reality. Maybe not a reality that we can touch or or see within our, our actual visual eyes. 
but it was truth. It was, it was something that I was truly experiencing because I know a lot of times that can be hard when we have messages or an intuitive hit, we question it. That is, that is something that is so common. And because a lot of outside conditioning and programming has told us that we have to look outside of us. Something outside of us is what we are here to learn through school, through others, through mentors, gurus, idols, right? Um, even organized religion, you know, the minister, pastor, or priest is the one that has the connection to divine God's source. And that we don't, we have to go to something external to get that message or to have that conversation. However, we truly do have our own connection. And so my first mentor healer was that person that actually started to help me open up and strengthen my own my own connection. And then of course starting traditional Chinese medicine once I moved to Colorado. For those of you that are unfamiliar with traditional Chinese medicine, it's really acupuncture in herbs. The the process of acupuncture when we needle someone or ourselves, what we're doing, we're, we're using specific meridians of energy and flow in our body. And so we start to move energy. Emotions are energy. Thoughts, everything is energy. I, I work with the sense that everything is energy. And so I start moving energy on myself as I practice needling myself. And then my other classmates are starting to needle me and we're needling each other. So we're moving all of this energy as we're studying meridians, energy, yin, yang, emotions, and that everything is connected to source. But oh my goodness, <laughs> with the moving of all of these energies, with acupuncture, I began to really experience a massive shift of consciousness. I started to receive messages from other students intuitively when we were practicing on them in clinicals. I would touch them or needle them, or I'd read their pulse, which in, in TCM, what we call reading your pulse is the feeling of your pulse. So if you've ever had acupuncture, your practitioner is going to put their hands on your wrist and read your pulse. I would literally start to receive messages that it were in my, like, again, knowing, hearing, sensing, seeing in my mind's eye. I also began having a hard time going out in public as I could feel everything. The freeway in Denver was so very challenging for me as I could feel the road rage, anxiety, and overwhelm of other drivers. So as a coping mechanism, I began really kind of cocooning and staying home unless I really had to go to class. I turned internal. The world became so uncomfortable for me with all of the sensations and feelings because as my intuitive channels were opening, again, we have lots of different channels, feeling, seeing, hearing. All of them were opening and it got so uncomfortable for me that I, the only way I could truly navigate was by really staying within myself. And so we'll talk a little bit about, you know, how that will actually help you increase and cultivate your intuition. So my friends, I can empathize if you two have, have a strong intuition or not sure how to navigate your intuition and that maybe by default, you've also turned it down, put some energetic barriers up around you because you're not really sure how to work with them. I've heard a lot of people say being an empath, which I consider myself an empathic intuitive because I can feel things and know things that way and how it can really run you over energetically when you're unfamiliar with A, what's going on, first of all, B, 
how to navigate them or clear the energy so you're not necessarily carrying it around because that's really something that does happen. And so we can block and hold our put walls up for self-preservation. So today I would love to help you awaken or maybe increase your intuition. Today's intention is by sharing about some of my own personal experience as well as the ways to increase your intuition how you can feel safe to open up again or even trust your intuition more. Identify where you are today with trusting yourself and your intuition. I I do a lot of teaching on intuition. I do workshops on intuition. And there's a few core things that I really like help you start to contemplate. Core foundations that really have supported me in, in really, A, stepping out of being having to be isolated and cocooning myself from all of the external world because again as we open this this channel up or the multiple channels depending on your personal intuitive guidance it can feel again like I said overwhelming and keep you keep you from moving forward the first thing I always love to talk about is self-trust for me when I started my my journey of spiritual awakening and really my my energy moving all of these intuitive hits emotionally spiritually you know the knowing I didn't know what to trust I didn't know what was me. I didn't know what was someone else in the room. I didn't know what was as the collective because as empathic intuitive, I can also read the collective energy. So it's also just even being alone, I could tap into this other sense and just have this feeling of what's happening. And so I had to really cultivate self-trust. So where are you at today with self-trust? Do you trust yourself? Do you trust yourself to make a decision and follow through with it? Do you trust yourself to express what is your truth? Do you trust yourself continue down a path that you want to continue down? Now, there's no judgment here. It's this just a question for you to reflect upon, to contemplate. Where is your level of self-trust? I like to ask people just to rank that today because where you are today and where you are in the next week, six weeks or six months to a year is going to change if you put some conscious effort here. If you start to be aware of what you desire, it will change. So it doesn't matter where you are today. Today is just a a guidepost to support you because awareness is key. Awareness. We have to start with aware we are right at the moment because to make different choices and to move in a different direction or in a, a direction that you desire, you have to know where you are today. So on a scale of one to 10, one being you don't necessarily trust yourself or making decisions, but we can even let's keep it very in a line. Where do you trust your intuition today? On a scale of one to 10, how much do you trust your intuition to give you the guidance? Do you feel like you get clarity from your intuition? One, not so much. 10, absolutely all the time. Again, no judgment. Now, there's a couple ways you can improve your self-trust. The things that I'm going to share with you today towards intuition is just by practicing it. Again, awareness. Clarity. I will say this again. My my life's work is in gate 57, which the gift is intuition. And the highest level of that gate is clarity. Clarity only comes from action. 
So for you to increase your level of self-trust, your level of clarity of your intuition is by taking action. And I'm going to give you some tips and tools and resources today to support you in cultivating that, that trust so then you can take action and then you'll get clarity. But you can't have clarity without the other. You can't have clarity without awareness. You can't have clarity without being willing to take action and then the clarity will come. Utilizing your body as your compass is another tip for increasing your intuition, but also helping you create self-trust, which will lead to clarity. Your body is designed to give you intuitive messages. Now, everybody's body responds a little bit differently. So again, this is for you to, to know for yourself how your body is. And also through the human design, if that's something you would like some more support on, we can definitely support you or you can go out and find someone that can support you through human design. Your body is a compass. So using your body as a compass. We live in a rat race. We live in a world where we are we are told go, 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 do, 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 focus, have your schedule packed out, and then you get home and you're exhausted and you go to bed. You get up, you do it all over again. We are programmed and conditioned. There's so many programs and conditions around this this type of lifestyle. But my belief is because they, they I don't know who they are, but they want us to not have a, a connection to ourself, our higher power our intuition. Because when we do, we're very powerful in individuals. And then we become powerful as a collective. Starting with your body knowing your body. That's why I'm saying alone time. I really like to encourage people before you get out of bed, before you look at your phone, before you do anything, as soon as you wake up, lay there, put one hand on your belly, one hand on your chest, and just feel your breath. This will start you in reconnecting mind, body, and spirit. So much of our life is, again, we live out of our body. We don't even understand or recognize when our body is giving us signals. But if the more we can connect with our body, the more we can be quiet within our body, the more that we are going to be connected to our body. Your body is always giving you signals. It's giving you signals if this is in alignment for you. It's giving you signals that it's not in alignment with you. It's It can be coming through physical sensations. It can be coming from anxiety, overwhelm, fear, which can then turn into physical symptoms or sensations in the body. But we are so programmed to just override them and keep going forward no matter what. We override our body's messages all the time. And to truly gain self-trust, to truly in, increase your intuition and your clarity, it starts again with reconnecting to your physical body. So be quiet in the morning. Just feel your breath for three to five minutes. Of course, the longer the better. But again, first thing in the morning when you first wake up, and again, another great time is right before you go to sleep. This actually can be a form of meditation. But really, it's just about focus and awareness on your breath. And remember that you are a physical body. You have a physical body. You have three bodies, mind, body, and spirit, but we forget so much. We literally are living by the mental body way too much. My belief in the way I live is your spiritual body your emotional body and your physical body. And so many of us are living from our mental mind, our mental body. We forget that we have a physical body, even an emotional body or a spiritual body. Take time with your body, connect with your body, start listening to those twinges, start 
listening to those nudges. That's why they say, listen to your gut when it comes to intuition. Listen to your gut is, is, a tr- is the truth because your physical body is going to tell you that there's something for you to stop and listen to. I like to really also become aware and, and understand core values. You might be asking why core values when it comes to intuition? When you are first navigating, because again, we're coming back to clarity. If you're looking for clarity and self-trust within your intuition, your core values is another guidepost for you to utilize when your body's giving you a sensation or you're asking if this is correct for me or if I'm meant to go this direction or that direction. Say you have two paths being presented to you. Trying to, you know, navigate, is my intuition telling me to go down path A or path B? A way to support you is to understand and know what your core values are. Because if you truly know what, say, your top three to five core values are, let's say path A is in alignment with a core value and path B is not in alignment with a core value. Now, again, that doesn't mean you don't go down path B. Maybe it is where you're meant to go, but likely... When you understand your core values, and you already have core values, I'm just supporting you to bring it to your your awareness. Your core values are already there. You're already navigating your GPS system within your core values, but most people don't realize what they are or don't have them dialed in and truly have them into the conscious mind. So then they get confused. Like, why did I go this direction when my core value is truly family? So why did I take a position that actually keeps me away from my family? Well, maybe because one of your other core values is travel, seeing the world. But then you have this programming and conditioning that you there's something wrong with you because you do love your family and, and they're a priority. But one of your, like maybe your top core value, uh, Uh, location freedom. You love to explore. But without being aware of that and really honoring that and knowing of that about yourself, you may not be going in that direction, even though your body, your mind, your spirit is screaming at you to have more travel, but you are still following and, and resisting because the programming conditioning that you have to be do everything for your family. Now, that's just an example. Again, it doesn't mean you leave your family and never see them, but I'm here to to really help people live in an alignment for them. And I truly believe when you want to live in alignment for yourself, your family is more in alignment because you're giving them permission and you'll be happier, more fulfilled when you are doing the things that aligned for you and your purpose in the world and and what brings you joy, you're going to have your relationships are going to be more fulfilling. They're going to be stronger, more intimate. When you are doing the things that your intuition, your mind, body, spirit, and what you aren't aligned to do, what you came here to do, what you came here to experience will ultimately return back to your, your relationships and cultivate them and be stronger. Understanding and identifying your core values. I have a core value uh, process that I take clients through. I'll put that on my website at daniellegoley.com. You can check out the core value process and do that for yourself. And that way you can have an idea of what your core values are as you move forward with increasing or activating your own intuition. Then there's some really fun little ways that I want to share with you today that can you can start doing today to help you really start to, again, cultivate your own intuition or increase your intuition. The first one that I love to do so much that actually I pulled an oracle card. So oracle cards are number one. 
I pulled an energy oracle card, and I'm going to share that at the end of this episode. Oracle cards are so fun. The way they support you in increasing your intuition is you find a deck or a couple decks that resonate with you. I use a lot of nature oracle cards or angel cards, a lot of angel oracle and energy decks. That's that's what I'm I'm drawn to and resonate with. And how I like to use them is sit down. If I have something that I'm pondering, why am I feeling this way today? Or is there something I'm meant to learn for the way I'm feeling today? I will ask that question with the Oracle cards. Each each deck is going to give you guidance on how to use their deck. But you can pull one card, three cards. You can pull a full spread. But allow yourself to listen, receive the messages from the pictures, from the words on the, the card. How do they resonate within you? Because they're going to resonate differently with each individual on each individual day. So today, one card may resonate and give you a message that you're like, oh, that's exactly what I needed to hear today with what my my question was or how I'm feeling. And then six weeks later, you could pull the same card and get a totally different message. What it does is it can help you cultivate that trust in what you're feeling already. It can give you clarity of what you're sensing through your intuition. So Oracle cards are awesome and they're fun. They're so fun. I have a lot of fun with them. I giggle. If you know me, I giggle a lot with intuition and synchronicities and how the universe sends us messages. Number two, meditation. So just like I was saying, first thing in the morning or right before sleep, put a hand on your belly and a hand on your chest and just be aware of your breath is a form of meditation. Now, society... it's gotten so much better. But I remember when I started practicing meditation, what I was coming across as information is, you know, you have to sit in the lotus position or sit up, you know, on the floor and upright with your hands in a specific mudra and on your on your knees. Well, that wasn't in alignment for me. What I like to do is either put on a guided meditations, there's a lot of resources that you can use for that. I like to put on a guided one in the beginning because that helped my monkey mind quiet. I had somebody's voice that I could listen to and they could guide me through, process the steps of that specific meditation. Now I just like to be quiet. I like to, if I feel overwhelmed or my mind is racing, I feel like I have a lot of things to do, but I can't focus and concentrate. I like to go to my room, lay on the bed, make it very dark, very quiet, and just close my eyes and feel again my body. It's about getting back into my body because if we want to create in reality, we want to bring our ideas, we want to bring our intuitive ideas into reality, we need our physical body. We need our mind. We need all of our aspects of who we are to be in in a cohesive manner to go out and create. That supports me with bringing all of these ideas, all of these insights that I get, allows my body and my mind and spirit to connect. Another thing is time of pause. I talk about time of pause or moments of pause a lot. Time in meditations is time of, but you can have moments of pause in nature. You can have moments of pause even out on a hike. You can have moments of pause of just listening to instrumental music, journaling. Moments of pause doesn't mean you're not doing anything, but what moments of pause for me represent is taking myself out of the hustle of life, the doing, 
the to-do list, the always go, 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 and reconnecting again to nature, to myself, because again, it allows me to hear, feel, sense my body, my mind, my thoughts. It allows me to receive and not just receive in, in intuition, but receive nourishment from the divine spirit. Next is feel, don't think. Our emotions are so important to our life. I will definitely have to go into that topic more on another episode because that was a big, 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 big transformation for me. Again, the, the thinking over the feeling. When we think our way through life, yes, you're going to navigate. But when you feel your way through life, my experience is that's when you truly start to have fulfillment, joy. That's when I personally started to truly experience gratitude and joy. So try to feel, not think. Number five, be creative. Get creative. Actually creative artistic and artistic doesn't mean you have to paint doesn't mean you have to be a musician just get creative in a field anything that you enjoy doing me I'm being creative just by putting out this podcast this is creative for me it's allowing me to share my artistic flair of speaking my artistic way of being me. So get creative. Because during creation, during an artistic endeavor, is when you're truly channeling divine inspiration. So get creative. Gardening, writing poems, painting a wall. Maybe you love to decorate. Whatever it is, get creative. And you can be creative within your work. Find a way to be more creative in your everyday career job line of work. I hope you find these tools, these strategies, something you can implement today, something that will support you in increasing your self-trust. But again, as you start to do these oracle cards, meditation, moments of pause, feeling instead of thinking, being creative, allow yourself the freedom to implement what you're experiencing or what guidance you're getting. Because again, you've got to take the action to truly create that clarity. Each time you take action, the next door will open. The next new intuitive hit will happen. It will continue to lead you down the path of life. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a continuous thing and it will continue for the rest of your life. Now, for next level support, you can absolutely learn your personal human design because we have a strategy. We have a specific authority. That's taking your intuition the next level. You can get a free chart online. You can just Google human design free chart. You absolutely can put it in there and then you can Google and research your design and your strategy. Or if you'd like some more support one-on-one, I'd love to support you with a, a reading. I have a link under the podcast page on my website, again, daniellegoley.com. Book a session with me. But you are naturally intuitive no matter if you have the gate of intuition like myself. You are able to tap into your own inner knowing. Your body is designed to be a compass for you as you navigate through life. Your personal insights are for you and for you only. And the more you practice and follow and trust, the more in tuned you will become. The more you will work through old limiting beliefs around your knowing, seeing, hearing, sensing things. 
the not explainable, the more you will open doors of amazement. This is my personal experience, and I have seen it with hundreds of clients. Doors of opportunities, doors of joy, excitement, and clarity will open. My goodness, friend, I am so freaking excited for you. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for allowing you to share in my personal story a little bit, as well as what I've learned and done myself, what has become tried and true for me as well as clients that I've worked with and increasing your own connection to what's always been there and what's ready for you to discover. And remember, how are you designed to awaken? Until next time, much love. Yay, we did it. We shared together in another Design to Awaken podcast episode. I would feel honored if you liked it to please rate and subscribe to the podcast so to never miss an episode. New episodes drop every week on Friday. Also, if you desire a place to take the conversation further and you know you are with other like-minded souls who are ready to celebrate your awakening and support you in your own journey of living on purpose, hop on over. Join my exclusive community on Facebook at Designed to Awaken. Or you can hit me up at daniellegoley.com. This is Danielle signing off. See you next time. Much love.